Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? It's going amazing. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. This is a podcast about weed. And grub. And food. And sex. And pop culture. And grizzly bears. And mooses. And northern lights. Mountains? We're in Alaska, We're you guys. in fucking Alaska. We home of the... Bald eagle. And <laughs> salmon. And sockeye salmon that are so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we are in Anchorage, Alaska for the Before You Die Comedy Festival. We are in an amazing place. I'm sorry. I'm a little slap happy because we flew here, yeah. got off the plane, came to this house, hit record. Yeah. And, and now we're here. There are like a bunch of people that we haven't met yet um, yeah. <laughs> who, are, who are like sharing the house with and they're downstairs. But we're like, oh, fuck, real quick. We're like, we have to drop this episode. So we have to record an intro before we go and meet the people that we're going to be sharing digs with for the week. Exactly. So we raced up here and set up equipment. And all I'm doing right now is repeating what you just said, Mary Jane. <laughs> <laughs> well, we I mean, the thing that I'm doing is going through my goodies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Swag bag. We just got our, our check in bags for the Before You Die Festival. And in addition to, you know, all the fun stuff like maps and a hat and there's a Frisbee in there. There's toothpaste and a little toothbrush, which so I so fucking thoughtful. So classy. Yes. Thank you. I really need that in my life. I am looking at a bunch of weed like pre-rolls. I've got a Huckleberry Des Star pre-roll from Alaskan Leaf. I've got a honey stick that is infused with CBD from Frontier CBDs. It's just like a whole bunch of ganja here in Alaska. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking at this Grantland ganja. It's called Nikiski Strain, which is a tea, which is a sativa dominant hybrid. Uh-huh. Over 97% Alaskan source soil, fertilizer, equipment, and labor. Yeah. Homegrown. For the home bros. Grown. I've got a pineapple express here in my hand. Uh, total calculated THC looking very strong. Very good. Some linalool in there. Oh, wait. I'm going to pop this. Pop this pre-roll. Yeah. <laughs> Give this a sniff. Man, we're going to have such a good week. This is going to be a great week. I hope everybody out there is having a great week. Speaking of great weeks, our um, news this week as part of our news segment. Oh. It's a good great week for quite a few people. Heck yeah. So the Grublet Gazette. Powered uh, by Word on the Tree. Yep. For all the Canvas news you need to know, today is bringing us the story of uh, California counties expunging cannabis convictions. little alliteration there for you. Uh, California counties are expunging cannabis convictions um, after recreational marijuana was legalized in California. It was thought that a lot of people would apply to have their records expunged because um, when the laws changed, you were able to sort of apply and say, well, I was you know, convicted of something that's now legal, but it actually turned out to be so difficult and convoluted that people didn't actually take the necessary steps. It's like so, Tetris while it's on level 1000. It's yeah. just moving too fast and there's too many moves and it's like, ah. Yeah. And I got to go to work and like feed my kids and shit. I don't have time to like go down to the court and have you like look up my paperwork and then pay a filing fee and hang out with some clerk who hates their life and is like, you know, Bueller. Bueller. Yeah. Like, it's just no fun. 
And it takes, you know, just a, a little too much brain power sometimes when you have a, a whole life going on to like spend time at a courthouse. So what has California done? Well, prosecutors in Los Angeles and San Joaquin counties are partnering with a group partnering with a group called Code for America that is using an algorithm to determine which cases are eligible for expungement and an estimated how many do you think? How many cases do I yeah. think? Gosh, and there's so many. I'm going to say 2,000. An estimated 54,000 cannabis convictions. 54,000? Are eligible for Wait, expungement. Wait, you're saying it with three zeros, right? That is correct. Wow. Yeah. 54,000 cannabis convictions are eligible for expungement in just those two counties, in Los Angeles and San Joaquin. So Code for America hopes to expand the program across California and clear 250,000 convictions by the end of the year, but they're going to start with those two counties, and I just think it's fantastic news. I mean... Yeah, especially as it goes federally legal, and then this algorithm gets more and more honed, and everybody who has had to deal with this for way too long... Yeah wiped clean yeah they're setting a great precedent for you know low-level nonviolent drug offenses that have stained people's records just being wiped clean which is exactly how it should be because Damn it's not right. a fucking crime it's a plant preach preach yep so that's the news for the Grubla Gazette beautiful news on a beautiful day it is we should get right into buds of the week because my eyes are crossing and I think they're switching <laughs> places like I think my left eye is slowly sliding into my right eye my right eye is slowly becoming my do you know Left that eye. that's how halibut actually like flatfish and flounder and halibut and all those little wonderful like sole turbot all those fish they're actually born with eyes on one eye on each side of their heads and then as they grow and mature they become flatfish by turning 90 degrees and one eye migrates from one side of the head to the other side so if you look at a flatfish you'll see that the dorsal fin is the top and the uh, the ventral fin I think it's called this the stomach fin is on the bottom but there's those look like the sides and the two eyes look like they're on the top but that top is actually one side if that makes sense it makes perfect sense their eye slides to the side so that their side becomes their top yeah so you're like halibuting right now I am halibuting (laughs) right now (laughs) which is appropriate because we're in Alaska and the sun is not going to set tonight until like 8 37 I think our cab driver said so no wonder our eyes are all sliding around smoke some of this weed and set ourselves straight well let's do buds of the week and then smoke more and then get to our vib um my butt of the week well our butt of the week really actually is uh at shoe people underscore it's our dear friend caitlin caitlin perry is an incredible human a wonderful artist and she's taken great photos of us and um just recently we collaborated with her on a fucking cool video where we like smoked a bunch of weed and ate a bunch of food and slurped ramen and burgers and had a great time and then she edited it together into the coolest video i have ever been a part of which we put on our socials you can look for it on our instagram and our facebook and she's just like a truly incredible artist and she made us look so fucking great so caitlin perry Love you. Thank you. You are our butt of the week. My butt of the week. Double thank you. Yeah. On a, on a on a incredible incredible tip. She's oh it's all in slow mo. Uh-huh. There was like sexy finger licking. People commented and said ooh wee. It's very sexy. Yeah. My mm-hmm. butt of the week. Our butt of the week is also uh, Cass Smiley, oh. who is the creator of the Before You Die Festival here in Alaska. She's also the Anchorage Press Comedian of the Year for 2018. She's in every single newspaper in Alaska. Yeah, the Anchorage Press says that she's a veteran of the Alaska Comedy Circle for nearly a decade? Hell yes. That's amazing. And I want to learn more from her about how this all got started, but it seems like she and a couple other people had this as their great idea, and they just worked their fucking asses off to make it come true. That's how you do that's how you do. So if you want to follow her and learn more, her Instagram is Cass, K-A-S-S-S, 
Smiley. So Cass Smiley. K A S S. Are there three S's in there? There's three S's. <laughs> That's so many S's. Did you see my my halibut eyes are I... now on my chest? <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> yeah, your halibut got hooked. <laughs> But speaking, okay, well, that actually brings us to our VIB, very important bud, because Cass has been slaying it here in Alaska for over a decade. She hasn't given up. She just kept going. And that's one of the things that our wonderful guest, Haley Field Field from Home Cooked, talks about when we get into it with her about just never giving up, just keep going. And and the motto that you can repeat to yourself, your mantra, your, you know, the thing that you tell yourself to just like get through when you're feeling low. So exactly. If you want to learn more about Haley Field during this interview, she is at on Instagram at she can help you. Her website is homecooked.la. And to give a little backstory about her, what she does is she will just come to your house and use everything you have in the fridge to make you a delicious meal. No muss, no fuss, no gus. All the things that you like because you already have them in your house. She doesn't go shopping for you or anything. She'll just come to your house and make the best of what you have. And she's a truly delightful, wonderful bundle of energy and joy. And I loved so much of what she had to say. And she has big, big things coming up. I think some of them that we couldn't really talk about. Because we're not allowed. We're not allowed yet. But yeah. Isn't it great when somebody walks into your home wearing huge heart-shaped glasses and then their whole vibe is also heart-shaped? Oh, man. Yes. And after she left, she said that she smoked some of the uh, Lowell Farms and um, like on the beach and then went and saw a movie and like texted us about it and it was just really great yeah she's really fun brand new buds yeah i think the other part that i really loved about our conversation with her is it started out about bacon and slowly segued into imposter syndrome and how it feels (laughs) to be successful but also be aware that you might want to get in your own way because success is scary and how do you avoid that we got deep real quick in a way that i didn't expect that i really loved it was really cool she said so much that i related to so hard and uh, she's just a wonderful person i'm so glad we know her so without further ado yeah here is our conversation with Haley field founder and ceo of home cooked bye Can we talk bacon for a second? Sure. Yes. Great. I uh, So Mary Jane, you made us all BLTs before mm. we recorded. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. You were talking about how the bacon for you was a nice move because as yes. an oven bacon, I think it's tricky. Oven bacon can be tricky because it can either go too chewy, too crispy, but I love that this bacon was right in between. There were really crispy parts. There was a little bit of chew. Mm-hmm. I know not everyone's on Team Chewy for bacon. I am Team Chewy for bacon. I, I am think too. that extra juicy flavor is where it's at. Yeah, when people ask for extra crispy bacon, no. you just, no, no you're me burning out. it. You're burning it. Goodbye. No, yeah. thank you. It's like, what are you doing? A well done steak? Yeah, that's jerky and I'm not interested. No, thank Thank you. No. I like my bacon kind of flappy. Ooh, flappy bacon. I grew up with Canadian bacon, Uh, which you can't crisp. No. It's basically like a ham. The ham of the north. It is the ham of the north. (laughs) 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 I just had like a really weird image in my head of like an animated, like, like a ham with eyes, like prowling around the woods, you know, doing like a, (laughs) but flopped over. Just like a ham, (laughs) a ham of the north. (laughs) Is that really a part of breakfast or is that something Domino's made up to sell more pizza? Canadian bacon is a thing. It is. Yep. Mm. Also known as back bacon. 
it is just a different cut of meat. It doesn't have as much fat. It's not marbled. It really is more like ham. It's cured differently. Sometimes it has a little cornmeal crust on it, which is fucking weird and I do Ooh, not enjoy. What? Hold on, like a chicken tender, but for bacon? Like where you're like dredging it in cornmeal and then you're throwing it in the fryer and frying up a like a circle of ham? It's like around the edges, like uh, for like a peppered salami. You know, when you slice into a peppered salami, oh, like the very so edges of it have... Right, yeah, so the whole it's like, I think it's a piece it. of meat that gets dredged and mm-hmm. then sliced so that cornmeal mm-hmm. crust is on the outside. I don't like it. I don't enjoy the cornmeal crust. I think it's a mistake. But when you were describing cornmeal crusted Canadian bacon, I was kind of feeling like that'd be really good under an eggs Benedict. Like sometimes you see it with a cornmeal crusted fried green tomato. Hell yes. Take it onto the ham, throw mm-hmm. the hollandaise and poached egg on there. That actually sounds kind of good. That Wait, does sound what good. are you like a chef or something? <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird that you bring that up because yes, I am. Home cooked. <laughs> what a bizarre transition into talking about home cooked. <laughs> <laughs> I love this a lot because we've talked while shopping to cook before the pod about do I really want to buy a whole slab of dill for one dish? And then I get to watch it rot in my fucking fridge for the next two weeks. You and everyone else. Everyone, right? (laughs) I need need like single serving herbs. Give me some single serving herbs or somebody... For the love of God, help me figure out what to do with them after I did the one thing I needed to do. Exactly. And that's where you come in like a hero wearing a cape. That's where I come in like a hero wearing a cape, but my cape is an apron. Yo, a cape in front. (laughs) It's a front cape. cape. (laughs) Trending. Trend alert. Uh, Front capes are now officially trending. Hashtag front cape. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of fun. I do do often wear aprons when I go just for fun. I have a huge apron collection. I post them weekly on my Instagram, but I have like over 50 aprons, mostly vintage. I've been collecting for... God, like 15 years. And I used to wear them as part of my regular clothes all the time prior. I mean, I was always working in the food industry, but when I was just regular me living my life, I would have my aprons and stuff. And I really enjoyed expressing myself that way. And I still do that with clients sometimes. It's fun to flaunt them. What is the most difficult kitchen that you've ever encountered have you ever like arrived somewhere and been like what the ever loving fuck is this my favorite one uh was where it was a dude he had not much going on he was an older dude lived by himself there was a a bag of the frozen chicken breast you you see him at target a lot like uh you know Five the breasts, they're always frozen. stuck together right yes like they're always stuck always, together yeah. and they're kind of like i don't know how they're processed whatever there was a bunch of canned vegetables there was um some chips and different things and i was kind of like not sure what direction i'm going to take it because the, you know canned vegetables are still canned vegetables at the end of the day there's nothing inherently wrong with them but that flavor sometimes is hard to so i he had a toaster oven and so i broiled them really high it was corn and i broiled it really high on the toaster oven to bring some flavor to it and that way you can kind of liven it up a little bit get a little brown going on and then I took mustard coated that you defrost the chicken a little bit coated the chicken with some mustard and uh, rolled it in the crushed potato chips and then baked it like that uh, my mom speaking she's coming up a lot today speaking of her she used to make that every once in a while when I was a kid with chicken thighs she would make potato chip chicken when I was a kid oh. so I had that idea in the back of my head as a result I hadn't had it in years myself and it was kind of like a fun throwback for me to be like all right I can make this work because so some people don't want something creative. I think that's part of it too. Not everyone is like, oh my God, what kind of genius inspiration are you going to make? They just want 
delicious food cooked for them. That's very cool. I got a summer job as a uh, deckhand on an Alaskan fishing boat ah. and we were like literally heading to Alaska and the skipper turned to me and he's like, so what's for lunch? And I was like, uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> and it turned out I was also the cook. So all of a sudden I was like faced with this larder for two months on a boat and mm-hmm. I just needed to figure it out. And the satisfying part about it was that like I got to like experiment and also work with like fresh salmon and things that were just kind of being pulled out of the ocean. And then when I ended up being sort of like proud of some of the things that I made, I think that was maybe the best I've ever felt about myself. Oh, that's beautiful. It was like cooking something and knowing that I did an okay job. Oh, <laughs> that's know? beautiful. I feel the same way. I really do. I still stress out, even though, you know, I know I'm a good cook. I'm confident in my skills, all that. I do still stress out that it's going to turn out well, because not only is it my job now, mm-hmm. which is a whole nother mental thing that's going on for me there. That you made it your job? That I made it my job. Yeah. I never really wanted that all these years. I never really wanted that. I'm comfortable with it now because there is that creative expression side where like I'm calling the shots and making the decisions and it's not like a restaurant where I'm executing the same dish over and over or whatever. But yeah, I still stress out about that sometimes. I'm very hard on myself when it comes to that stuff. Do you feel like it's because success is arriving in a package that you didn't expect it to come in? Yeah, that's definitely a component of it. You know, I think uh, imposter syndrome plagues me. Yes, I was just like, it does. Please talk about that a little bit. I will definitely talk about that. I want to make sure people are aware of that because it really plagues me. You know, I I doubt myself a lot. I feel like I'm not good enough often, and it's it's really hard for me to to come out of that and rise to the level where I can be super brave and uh, make these big leaps. And like we were talking about before, it's just me doing home cooked it's me myself and I doing every single aspect of it and um, I still have to summon up that strength even though I'm a pretty strong person generally speaking because of all the life I've lived and all of that it's it's still really hard and I want to make sure people know that anytime you're creating your own business for any reason it's really really hard no matter what and you have you have to want it and you have to be dedicated to it it is it's honestly the hardest thing I think uh, I've come up against it a few times with different things in my life, but I struggle with it the most with this, with what we're doing with the podcast, because it's really creating something that I um, didn't even dream would exist. You Mm -hmm. know, like I went to theater school to be an actor and then I was acting. And so that was sort of like a natural progression or I like started writing and then got a job as a writer. And that, that sort of felt like I wasn't breaking any new ground, Mm -hmm. but with this, making this podcast on a whole new world, I definitely have had to like talk myself out of um, any of the sort of like doubts that I encounter where it's, it's just me in my head. It's it's nobody else questioning what we're doing, but I don't know. How do you feel about it, Mike? I don't think about it at all. You don't No, And I don't mean that to, to belittle imposter syndrome and what you're talking about. It Mm. just doesn't occur to me. I definitely think it's something that women are conditioned to experience much more than men are. Completely societally. agree. We're really, yeah. really, from a very young age, you have to um, do everything twice as twice as well. And, oh yeah, you know it's the sort of backwards and high heels. Do you know that saying? Ginger Rogers did everything yes. that Fred Astaire did, but backwards yes. and in high heels, it's and yet truth. he was sort of the more recognized and universally lauded. Like you know, I mean, not that she Ginger Rogers didn't have a great reputation and everything, but right. it really is. There's something about it that we are conditioned as women to. I couldn't experience. agree more. And we're supposed to make things look really easy and effortless in all aspects of our life, whether it's how we present ourselves, how we conduct ourselves professionally. It's supposed to look like everything is fine and 
and everything is effortless. I mean, as a woman with a strong personality, I deal with that a lot. You know, I, people tell me that I come off too, not too strong, but like, um, what's the word I want? I come off too intense sometimes or they take things I say the wrong way. And this happens to me every once in a while. And I I feel like the world's biggest idiot because I'm usually very in tune with what's going on and the vibe and the energy and all that. And then sometimes I don't even think anything's wrong. Mm -hmm. And then someone is telling me, oh, well, you came off like this. And I can't help but think like, what if the man in charge said that to you? Or what if a woman that wasn't smiling and giggling with heart glasses on said that to you? You know, I, I sometimes get worried that it's just because of that implicit bias against women who are stronger. Well, more often than not, in my experience, like someone who would be, you know, criticizing me for something that, you know, like my personality being sort of like not to their taste or whatever it was, right. I generally was like, they're either jealous because you're doing something that they wish they were doing themselves or they want to have sex with you. Ooh, <laughs> wow. I am and sometimes I'm a hot both. commodity then. Sometimes I mean. both. <laughs> but no, honestly, like it's you know, like uh, some of my experiences with, you know, that kind of nagging, you know, like I was once told by a guy, a guy fucking years ago when I was sort of like, I felt like my, at my best, I'd just gotten out of theater school and I was really feeling great. And I was living in London and I was like having a great time and bartending and all this cool stuff. And I just remember the manager of the bar telling me that I would be pretty if I lost five pounds. Oof. And it was so, it took me probably 10 years to get over it and 10 yeah. years to understand that he just wanted to have sex with me and I wasn't interested. So he right. felt the need to take me down. Right. But that lived with me in a very like dark and secret way for a long time where I was like, of course, uh, you know, really feeling at my peak. And this guy just felt the need to just shiv me a little bit. And I think that that, that factors into the imposter syndrome situation where, yes, you know, you feel great. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, but am I supposed to be here? Everyone's going to find out I'm a fake. I'm a fraud. I'm a, I'm not, uh, you know, entitled to this. It's a yes. really, it's a, it's a weird thing that I think men suffer from as well to some degree, but I definitely think it's more something that women in our society experience. It's scary. I often say I wish I was the person that everyone perceives me as. And I know I am that person. You know, I'm not blind to the fact that I'm still that person. That's still me. But, you know, when I'm alone, I'm not always able to conjure up that strength and that energy. And it's 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 harder for me than I think it appears. What do you find helps you cope with it? Like going dancing or... You dancing know. helps a lot. It's funny that you said that. I was just dancing like all day yesterday and I loved it so much. And I've loved those environments where everyone feels like they can just be free and move. You know, no one's mm -hmm. trying to impress anybody. Everyone's just like having a great time. Um, weed helps me cope for sure. I smoke pretty regularly and I've always been open about that. And that's a nice way to kind of just wind down or um, start your day if you don't have any obligations and so that makes me really happy um, I just recently started meditating for the Ooh. first time on the recommendation of a friend and I was never someone that said like oh fuck that or anything I was never like a super doubter before but I was just kind of like I don't know whatever whatever I have to be honest and say I have loved it I've really loved it once I had the right people not just say like you need to do it for an hour a day and it's the only way one way. People that were very honest with me said, try it for three minutes a day, three minutes a day. And you don't even have to do it every day, but like, you know, introduce it into your life in that way. One of my favorites is like you pick a color to breathe in that focuses you or makes you feel good or brings you joy. I use gold because that's like a nice 
warming, beautiful color. And then you breathe out a color that uh, represents your negativity or your dark thoughts. And I choose black for that, as I'm sure a lot of people would. And that one is my most helpful because you don't even have to be meditating to do that. You can do that anywhere. Just kind of breathe that color in and then breathe out the negative color for you. And it just, that imagery really helps to kind of center me a little bit more. Your bracelet is gold and black. Yes, my bracelet. Um, This bracelet that I'm wearing, it's a gold ring and it's on a black cord and um, it says keep going on it. I just got it in December of this year. I have, uh, I'm part of a women's group called Quilts here in LA. A little plug for Quilt. I love them so much. Really great women's group. Uh, Check it out. They have meetings in women's homes. So kind of adjacent to Home Cooked. You're going into a stranger's house for about an hour, about eight to 10 women, all different places in their lives, all different ages, talking about career or love or emotion, whatever, talking about whatever, supporting each other, slight networking element, but it's more about connection. Anyway, at the holiday party there this year, there's a company called My Intent that will custom stamp these bracelets. And I chose the phrase keep going on mine. And I wear it every single day because I need to see that every single day. Like there's, there's, like I said, there's cool things happening. I'm happy with a lot of things in my life, but it's hard it's every single day you have to be focused and worried and it's it's sometimes I need to just look down and see keep going on my wrist because that's the only way I can keep going that's very fucking cool yeah that's that's your mantra do you have a mantra Mike um let me think about it I feel like I do or Um, or or sort of like a a saying to yourself that's not even necessarily because a mantra is something that you would repeat over and over to sort of like set an intention to do something but just like a a phrase that you live by or anything a motto come on Come on. <laughs> Mine is, what is this? What, look what at is this? this? Look at this. What is this? No, I do. I actually have one okay. that came from meditation. Uh, our friend Lauren, who's an incredible photographer, took a photo after Lauren a guy. Lauren Hurt. Lauren Hurt. Yeah. Shout out Lauren Hurt. She's Shout out. taken so many great photos of uh, the world. And she took uh, our photos on our website, Weed and Grub. And um, before that, I actually met her at a friend's party and she was like, I'm doing this uh, series of guided meditations and then taking photos afterwards of people and I would love you to be one of my subjects. And so it was this picture here that's on my fridge. Oh. And I went through the guided meditation and then after, right as I opened my eyes, she snapped the pic. And she would use the phrase that you found during the guided meditation as the uh, name of the portrait. And mine was, don't be afraid. Oh, um, that's Because perfect. it was like the, a very intense meditation where I was sort of dealing with a lot of self-doubt and um, sort of like some recovery from grief and trauma and all that kind of stuff. And I was really in a space in my life where I was working really hard on all that kind of stuff. And it was like a, a sort of a, a don't be afraid of what's to come and don't be afraid to be happy. Don't yeah. be afraid to be successful. And it was really super meaningful in that moment to have that like that thought float into my head have my eyes open she snapped that picture and it became the title of the portrait. And it's something that I think of every day. Like don't be afraid. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mary Jane. How's it going? Very beautifully. I'm sliding into this week like Chris from Magical Butters slid into that gee water slide. Did you see that? (laughs) There was no water slide. It was a gee slide. Yeah, he made a gee slide, covered his body in gee, and slid on the gee as gee himself. Wet and wild with gee. Magical Butter is wet and wild. Magical Butter, 
released Magical Ghee, which is clarified butter to infuse with herbs at home. You can cook with it. You can make all sorts of delicious things. They're wonderful. They have it available at MagicalButter.com right now, along with the infusion machine and all sorts of recipes and everything else that you can find there. Absolutely. And the other thing about that Magical Ghee is it's Whole30 approved. So if you know you're clean living and burning fuel that way, then absolutely grab some, infuse it, and lick your fingers clean. If you want anything from MagicalButter.com, use the promo code WEEDANDGRUB at checkout for 20 20% off. 20% off at MagicalButter.com using the promo code Weed and Grub. Go get yourself some Magical Ghee and have a great time. I thought you were going to say Magical Time. Oh, that would have been too many magics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and when you're like booking your own life, as yeah. uh, our friend Nathan Maxwell Correct. from AOM said, it's, it is very scary. You're constantly bumping yes. up against your own fears. You're surging forward in such an amazing way. You must be like whacking into icebergs all the time that are all the time. You know, I have a few mentors in my life. I'm very lucky that way. But also, you know, I don't know if you guys have experienced this too, but people always want to give you advice of what they would do, not necessarily. Fuck that. I know. It's really challenging sometimes because every once in a while, a good idea is pulled out of that. Sure, certainly. But then it's like they're just telling you how they would run your business and it's really frustrating because it's kind of it's belittling and maybe their heart's in the right place a lot of these people but I deal with that all the time you know all the different ways people think I should be doing home cook just because it's new and different to them yeah you know what you should do (laughs) oh my god what oh my god tell me because I need you to tell me to know yeah do you have that so you have people telling you what to do Mike okay so there are two sides to this one is in a in like a writer's room you would start every idea with this is a pitch or here's something, or maybe this is an idea. Like you always couch it in, I'm offering it up to the room to like gnaw on together. It's never, here's what it is. And I feel like I try and carry that into my life because it is not my job to tell you what you should be doing. It's my job to either ask you a question, even if it's a leading question, because I kind of have an idea, Mm -hmm. that's okay because you can find it yourself. Mm -hmm. But for me to ever put on you what it is that you should be doing for your thing fire me fire me as a friend I'm be honest yeah yeah it's 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 not okay and I I I try and stay calm in the moment there's nothing you can do you know I occasionally go to like for real networking events and stuff like that for for home cooked and it happens there all the time and especially with with the way technology is today everyone thinks you should have an app and everyone has this idea here and yeah, I can't. But can. nobody knows shit. Yeah. Nobody, no. everyone's making it up. We're all making it up. Nothing we is real. making it up. Nothing. Correct. You are. Could not agree more. Making it up as we go along. Everyone's making uh, it up. When you are getting advice from all angles, but you're also trying to juggle just doing the fucking job itself, how do you just get anything done? Are you just all cylinders? I'm just going to fire off a bunch of tweets today or Instagram posts or whatever it is, not look back, not overthink it, and just go, 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 go and figure it all out? Or do you take the time to be meticulous and do one thing at a time and do it well? I get caught in those tunnels sometimes where you just, you don't even realize it's been four hours and you're, you know, sending a bunch of emails or following up on a bunch of things, whatever. I get caught in those tunnels, but I think for me, it comes down to, this is my life. You know, I'm creating this brand essentially that is me. You know, that's one of the first things an early mentor told me and I didn't quite have it figured out. He was like, home cook's not the brand you're the brand. And it just, I mean, I think I understood that sort of, but I didn't understand how to express it. You know, this is someone who'd been in marketing for years and years. And that really changed my perspective completely. And it made me a little bit more able to tune all that stuff out because I'm thinking, okay, if the brand is me, 
I have to live inside my body every single day, even if, you know, Haley of Home Cooked, as you see her in media and whatever, is a little bit more like a little exaggerated, a little bit more friendly, of course, and that's by design, but it's still me at the end of the day. I still have to represent my brand as a real person. So that coming at it from that angle and remembering that not everyone is going to look at it from that perspective when they're saying like, here's the million dollar idea or here's like what you need to do to be successful because it's what I see as the vision for you. It, it helps me to tune that out because, you know, I can't live as a false version of my real self. I think you would fail. Yeah, correct. And mm-hmm. I failed plenty. I have failed plenty on this journey. I think that's another thing I really want to make clear is that even in the year that this has been going on, I've, I've followed false leads. I've gone in directions I thought were kind of what I wanted and they weren't or done things prematurely that didn't pan out because I didn't know what I was doing, you know, different things. That there's so much failure, not to sound too, too cliche, but the truth, there's so much failure on the road to success, like completely. I don't want that to go unsaid. It's, it needs to be out there because I don't, I get so tired of when you hear, you know, people who are way further along than me in their entrepreneur journey and they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, we had a really rough year and it was really hard and that's it. That's the, that's one little passing phrase and it is really difficult. You're in the trenches every day. You have failures. I tried to get this like dinner series off the ground then I went nowhere and followed this like tip about doing some stuff, um, with a volunteer organization, you know, little things that just go nowhere and you have to just keep the train rolling no matter what. What do you have coming up? You have some cool stuff coming up. I have some cool stuff coming up. I, um, I'm working on turning Home Cooked into a television show, which is very exciting. Bum, 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 bum. Yes, thank you. Fanfare needed. Uh, so that's very scary. Very exciting. Very, very early stages, but I'm um, trying to figure that out. And I'm also, uh, to kind of go along with that, going to be making my national television debut uh, coming up in a couple months. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. I know, really, really big deal. Can't say any more than that uh, because I signed like a 30-page contract. But uh, I'm very, very excited for the world to meet Haley of Home Cooked, uh, who again is me, for real, uh, and uh, see where that leads and and see, see what what new stuff that brings my way congratulations yes. thank you so That's much i know it's, it's it's been a lot and i'm i got very very lucky to even find out about that opportunity so i'm grateful that i've put myself in circles that are supportive and and wanting me to succeed so it's really nice do you feel the leveling up happening 100 percent, and it's terrifying Good it's feeling. terrifying like it's a great feeling and i feel like wow this is cool that i'm actually getting to these places i want to get to but yeah the fear of success is creeping in, and I'm just trying to keep it at bay. Really? Are you scared to... Su- we were talking about this the other day, and maybe this is tied into imposter syndrome. I don't know. It is. Is it? Yep. The Like the fear getting in your own way as you get closer to your goal? Yes, definitely. I'm trying to be as conscious of that as possible because my fear of failure is strong, but sometimes it feels like my fear of success is stronger in certain moments. You know, when big opportunities start to come up and when those things that you think about doing start to be real, you know, you kind of freeze for a second like, is this really happening? Am I about to do this? Like, you know, and then the imposter syndrome kind of flares in those moments, I would say. So yeah, I would agree with you that it is kind of tied together. Uh, But at the same time, as you achieve those new levels and as you level up more, you know, those feelings start to fade a little bit. And I don't know if it's going to be a roller coaster where, you know, bigger levels will bring that feeling back stronger or whatever, you know, maybe. So I'm just, I'm just trying to hold on. That's my whole thing. Keep going, right? Yeah. We just had a conversation recently with um, 
the CEO of Puffco, Roger Volodarsky, and he was talking about how he's surrounded himself with people who will tell him the hard truth. Yes. He's like, I want to hear the hardest truths from the people closest to me who will check me and tell me when I'm, you know, getting off my path and they'll look at me and really level with me. And oh, I, yeah. th- I think that's not always the case with people. You often will surround yourself with the people who are just going to be like super easy and, and not give pushback. But oh, I yeah. feel like you've surrounded yourself, Mike, with like a bunch of people who know you really well and will tell you what's up. Exactly. Right. I just hope everybody has that out there because I think really what Mm -hmm. I didn't expect this conversation to go the way it went. And it feels like the more time we're spending together, the more I'm hoping that everyone who's listening to this, it has that thing in the back of their head, whether it's a hobby or it's their dream career, whatever it is to me. you're making me want to like write that book I've been talking about. Yes! Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. real talk. Yeah. Oh no, for real. I mean, I'm glad that that's coming up for you because I've had other people say similar things to me. And I think it's because I want to be honest about the journey and that it's worth it. If you really want to do it, there is a lot of work involved, but if it's that thing that's clicking in your brain that you're motivated to actually succeed with, then, then it's totally worth it. And it's worth following, even if it's really terrifying. I've, I just keep coming back to book book your life. Book your own damn book life. Book your own life. Make it happen for yourself. Yes. There are people around you who want that for you. And if they're not telling you how to do it all the time mm-hmm. and you can work, you know, just with the support of like people who believe in you, but you really get, kind of have to just get yourself up and going and, yeah. you know, do it, do it on your own. Okay. We kind of had an idea, obviously, with you being the chef who is home cooked mm-hmm. to go through Mary Jane's drawers yeah oh i'm so nervous my kitchen is a mess super see see what see what would be possible okay well we should wrap soon so do we want to make it a yeah okay so i don't well okay can we try it and see how it would sound if you had the microphone and you kind of talked through it as you did Uh, it would that be tricky Mm. yeah no you can let's give it a shot and if yeah and if not you know we'll just cut to you exploring this is exciting i know i don't know and if it doesn't work, then we can like commentate. Okay. Here, we can turn this fuck face around. Uh, don't fuck with it too much. Okay. I switched over. Okay. Um, okay, so first of all, real talk uh, Mary Jane has this really cool countertop that connects to her kitchen. So you can really play host in her kitchen yes. and talk to a bunch of people while in the kitchen doing your cooking and it's kind of a nice move. It is a nice move. In the kitchen holding a microphone, just my natural habitat, you know. So, I've made my way towards the fridge and I'm going to open it. I haven't looked in it yet. It's a mess. There's not too much. Oh, we've got some nice herbs going on in that dill that we talked about earlier. We've got some scallions, some carrots, and broccoli. Here, I can hand you anything. You've got some eggs. Oh, we have a little bit of peppered salami in here. What is that? Is it butter? Oh, parm. Okay. I'm already getting some visions. We've got like a nice piece of fish in here. It's a home-cured king salmon from Alaska. Oh, my God. Home-cured king salmon from Alaska. That's Sour cream. <laughs> oh, some beets. Ooh, my favorite. I, beets can be divisive for people, but I really like beets myself. They're dirt potatoes. Yeah, <laughs> dirt, dirt, mm, sweet dirt potatoes. Oh, those uh, veggie got, oh. shells are romaine. Okay, romaine expired. lettuce, <laughs> some expired pasta. We're gonna pretend isn't there. What is? Romesca. Oh, this yeah, is the cat food Romesca. right here. That's cat food, and then there's yeah the whole thirty romesco, okay. which I love. What's in here? Oh, we've just got some pre-chopped cauliflower and broccoli. 
right here as well. Some grapes. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting some thoughts in my head. Okay. We're looking at the condiment drawer now. Condiments, coconut milk, chicken broth. Um, uh, mayonnaise, mayonnaise is, is, yeah, yeah, maybe not everyone's favorite, that brand. we got a lot of butter. Some fresh basil in there, too. Oh, some fresh basil. Okay, what's in the freezer? Because oh, yeah, there's usually some hidden treasures in the freezer area here. Okay. It's just like human arms, <laughs> Hidden eyeballs. treasures. <laughs> frozen peas. I talked on another pod about my love for frozen peas as a child. Oh, you've got some very fancy high-end ice cream. Oh, yes. Uh, I'll just eat that while I'm cooking and pretend like I had to throw it out because it was bad. Uh, Thai veggie gyoza. We've got a few veggies. And okay. then if you go to that corner over there, oh, it might okay. not reach. It might, might not reach. Um, so that's, yeah, that one. Okay. And then okay, I'm in the dry goods cabinet now. I'm looking at some, are those dried figs? What is that? Yeah. Okay, I'm a little far away. Oh, we've got garbanzo beans. Uh-huh. Some pasta. This is a pretty well-stocked kitchen overall. You know, not every kitchen has like these, oh, gluten-free coconut flour and cacao powder. Uh-huh. Coconut cream. Well, there's definitely a lot. There's definitely a lot of curry-making ingredients here, like veggie curry. I don't know if that's something that you make often, but just based on what you have, um, you know, you could rehydrate the dried mango, puree that into a curry. Um, my first thought from going into the fridge, oh, there's a lot of lovely condiments and spices in here which is making me very happy because I always like to play with those different flavor combinations. So the first thing I would make, um, there was some sour cream in there and some dill and uh, scallions. So I would make a salad. You had a lot of lovely romaine in there. So I'd make a salad, maybe using some of the mustard. I don't know, I'm kind of riffing off of your mustard and sour cream idea that you had earlier and then make um, uh, with the scallions and the dill. And you said there was basil, like an herb dressing, cut up some of those grapes, maybe uh, shave off some of those carrots and make a salad with the romaine. So that's the first thing I would do. And then you could top that salad with the, um, uh, did you say it was smoked or cured? The it's lox. So okay, it's, so yeah, the lox. So you could top the salad with that nice lox. Um, and the grapes would be a really great sweet component in there and really crunchy. You could even put some of those beets in there too. Or maybe I would have those in the main dish actually. So I was thinking with the beets and the um, cauliflower and broccoli that you have in there, roast that off on a really high heat so you get some nice crisp on there toss that with some of that parm that you have right after it comes out you just toss it with the parm and then you could crisp up some of that peppered salami chop that into little pieces crisp that up and then garnish the roasted veggies with the uh, salami what da, 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 da. fucking fanfare holy shit yes that was amazing that's why they pay me the big bucks folks she's got game <laughs> holy crap like that's what i would do Every kitchen is your kitchen. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, you know, a year deep in doing this and doing it in my regular life. I mean, this if this was my fridge, I'd be cooking the same way. I do cook for specific meals sometimes or specific ingredients sometimes, but I cook like this every single day. What is the plugs, Haley? Well, you can check me out on Instagram at she can help you. Um, my website is homecooked.la. Uh, my Twitter is also uh, at she can help you. And I have a mailing list on my website, homecooked.la, that you can sign up for to find out what's coming up for me in the future. And book. You can book directly on my website as well. 
and we can't talk about it because of a 30-page contract where every page just basically says, we'll sue you. We'll sue you. Definitely. We're going to sue you. Yes, correct. But maybe down the road you can come back and hang out and we can celebrate yes. a couple things. Yes, there are some things to celebrate. Uh, looking at a late spring debut, as soon as I've got the word to discuss it, I will keep you guys informed and uh, wish me luck. Cheer me on. You know, Cheers to the little guy. Bye, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Bye.